This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. And what is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Shweezy, better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. What is up? Welcome to the show today. I am your host, Shweezy. Some of you even know me more as the Foreplay King. What is up? Welcome to the show today. Uh, Cancel Shweezy, uh, episode 89. The best episode, um, you know, the best episode literally I think we've ever made so far. Uh, even though I've just started recording uh, this episode. So, therefore, uh, it'll probably be the best episode we've ever made. I can't imagine we're doing any better than this. Cancel Shweezy is the uh, only podcast giving the homies big, floppy, sloppy mouth kisses. What is up, though? Welcome to the show today. I got a lot of cool things to talk about. So much to do, so much to see. I like that. So, uh, what's wrong with taking the back streets? You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, dog? Uh, anyways, though, uh, if you like music, uh, and you clicked on my dumb fucking face, meaning you should be clicking on more things I make from my dumb fucking face, uh, like music. I do make music under the name Shweezy. It's like the name of this podcast. You just take out the cancel part. Uh, and then there you have Shweezy. Uh, with that, with all that information, you can go check out the music I have, uh, Working on a upcoming release of a of a new song of a song. Uh, is it new? Uh, I don't know. You're just gonna have to be following me wherever you do stream your music. Uh, that way you can see uh, where I am, uh, what I'm doing. What I'm doing. What's going on with my hair today? Let's let's think about this. What's going on with my hair? It's like kind of good and kind of bad all at the same time. That's how that's how it is. It'd be like that sometimes. Uh, that's rough, buddy. Ah, uh, so. So yeah, no, uh, yeah, so go check out my music, go to follow me on social media, that's how I give updates on, uh, basically anything I do. When I release new episodes of Cancel Shweezy, uh, when I fuck your mom, ha <laughs> ha uh, and, uh, you know, when, uh, whenever I do other cool shit, so you should go check me out on social media, it's at the Shweezy, wherever you get your social media, uh, similar to social media, our Twitch page, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy, um, Coming up in May. Uh, Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. And uh, go check that out. I'm finishing Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu over on the page uh, this week. I last three, four weeks I've been doing it, and uh, two of the uh, three we've done so far, I barely made any progress at all. Um, so, yeah, that's why. That's why we're gonna. I'm gonna beat the game. I'm gonna or or 
beat the Elite Four, is what they're saying. We're gonna beat the Elite Four. Oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking It's gonna be so, so fucking deep. And, uh, you're all gonna listen to it. You're all gonna like it. You're gonna, you're gonna deal, uh, with that. See, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. If you don't have an Amazon Prime account, connect it with your Twitch account. You get Twitch Prime, meaning you can subscribe a.k.a. not following someone, but subscribe, meaning uh, you can financially support a creator over on Twitch. And I know most of you aren't using that over on Twitch, so why not support uh, Daddy Shweezy? That's my hole. That's where it spits. uh, Go check us out there. That way you can uh, help financially support us without uh, spending any money. Though, if you do want to spend money, go check out our Patreon page, uh, which is becoming a very much a tip jar. Uh, Using that, what you can go ahead and do is a great way to financially support our show and say thank you for being a friend to travel down this road and back again. If your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant. Uh, there's always free shit you can do. Like uh, I know a lot of people are listening to the show. Go check out our YouTube page. I know some of you are on YouTube uh, too. Is this on? No, that's not on. Sorry, I had, like the little fan. I was like, I don't think that's on. Um, yeah, but go check us out on YouTube, especially if you're an audio-only listener. Uh, obviously, our the, we post the full episode of the show uh, over on YouTube, but what we also go ahead and do is post highlights. That way, if you if I ever say something funny or anything like that, you can go ahead and share it with a friend. And sharing it with a friend, what you can go ahead and do is, that way, you don't have to be like, "Hey, here, listen to this podcast. Go to this specific moment, uh, this specific timestamp, and listen from here and the end of that." Now, we I just edit it for you, and we get it up for you. So go check that out. Make sure you like, subscribe uh, over on YouTube. We're trying to really trying to infiltrate the algorithm over on YouTube. Uh, so, uh, yeah, really don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. And uh, make sure you go check that out. Um, and obviously, if you're an audio-only listener, what you can go ahead and do is leave us a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1-star rating. And go ahead and leave us a review as well. Those are a great way to say uh, thank you for being a friend. And uh, really what gets you into the Schwoke Lord family, the Schwoke Lord army. Uh, I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never die for the enemy, but was it die from the enemy? But I'm in the Schwoke army. <laughs> yes, sir. Is that the is that the words? Uh, I may never march in the infantry. Is it? I'm in the. Okay, come on. Come on. Okay. I'm in the Lord's Army lyrics. There we go. We're not, I'm not uh, doing anything quiet. We're, I'm here, I'm here. I may never ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never shoot for the enemy. Wouldn't it be, I may never shoot for the enemy? But I'm in the Lord's Army. What are you talking about? I may never shoot for the enemy. That's not how, that's not how it should go. Why would you shoot for the enemy? Like this is the the whole song's about like, hey, you know, I may not be in the real army, but I'm in the Lord's army. Like that's the original song. That's the song we're listening to, and like how this is goes. Like I may never shoot for the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. That makes no sense. Why would you shoot for the enemy team? Okay, I, more more problems than solutions we're creating here on Cancel Shweezy uh, today, folks. Um, anyways, though, let's get into previous week right now. Previous week right now um, is news, the news, the news of the week. The news 
Uh, not necessarily news. I always say, like, the news they don't want you to hear, but, like, sometimes you, you've already heard about it. Like, that's not, that's not, it's not like I'm doing anything, like, new uh, in our world. It's just fucking, I'm just, I'm, I'm going over the news that happened last week. It's Monday when I record this. The episodes come out Wednesday. It's a fast turnaround. Uh, so we, you know, we do that for a reason. So previous week right now can still be in the previous week uh, in the current moment. So anyways, though, let's just jump right into it. Let's go into uh, what's been going on this week uh, or last week, the previous week. Uh, let's, let's, let's go over that right now, as in previous week right now. Uh, from CNBC, uh, Fetterman campaign says it raised $500,000 in 24 hours after Dr. Oz's viral crudités video. Uh, this, this fucking story, I've been following the story, and I'm, I'm going to read this article for you. We, we have to go, we have to go over this right now. Uh, Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman's Senate campaign said it reaped a $500,000 fundraising windfall in just 24 hours after a much-mocked video of his opponent, Dr. Mehmet Mehmet Oz, is that how you say it? Is it Mehmet? Mehmet? I'm just going to call him Mehmet Oz. Uh, went viral. Uh, the spike in donations between Monday and Tuesday afternoon was well above the campaign's average rate. Fetterman's communications director, Joe Cavello, uh, told CNBC on Wednesday the campaign raked in $11 million in the previous fundraising quarter. Cavello noted $500,000 in one day. It's a nice bump, he said. The surge in contributions came after a video suddenly recirculated online showing Oz walking in a grocery store complaining about the prices of ingredients needed to make a crudités platter, which is more commonly known as a vegetable platter. The 38-second video, which was posted to Oz's social media in April, opens with candidates declaring, I thought I'd do some grocery shopping. I'm at Wegner's, Oz says, apparently combining the names of two separate grocery store chains, Wegmans and Redner's. <laughs> I was like, Wegner's? I've never heard of, I've heard of Wegmans and I've heard of Redner's, but I've never heard of Wegner's. <laughs> You go to a grocery, you don't even know what the fuck it's called. Uh, okay, um, uh, my wife wants some vegetables for a crudite. Uh, right? Oz says as he makes his way through the store's produce section, picking up packages of vegetables, guacamole, and salsa, and reading their prices. Guys, that's $20 for a crudite. Uh, and that doesn't include the tequila. I mean, that's outrageous. And we got Joe Biden to thanks for this, Oz says. Uh, Fetterman's campaign seized on the video, holding it up as further evidence that the Trump-endorsed celebrity doctor was out of touch with average Pennsylvanians. Oz clearly has never been in a grocery store before. That's why th this is resonating with supporters across Pennsylvania. Fetterman's campaign manager, Brendan McPhillips, said in a press release Tuesday night, the campaign said that more than 65000 of the half-million haul was raised through sales of a sticker with the phrase, Wagner's, let's them eat crudite, and was offered to donors Fetterman's social media account this week have relentlessly mocked Oz for the use of the highbrow term crudités, a French word that produced crudité. <laughs> if this looks like anything other than a veggie tray to you, then I am not your candidate, said Fetterman, holding up a plastic container of vegetables in a video he tweeted about Tuesday. Oz's campaign cast Fetterman as a far-left Democrat whose politics are too radical for Pennsylvania, a major battleground state. Last week, Oz challenged Fetterman to five Senate debates, a move that could put a spotlight on Fetterman's months-long absence from the campaign trail as he recovered from a stroke. Despite his time off the campaign trail, polls show Fetterman holds a significant
significant lead over Oz with less than three months before the November general election. Republicans are hoping to regain majority control of the House and Senate in the midterms. Democrats hold the slimmest majority in the Senate, which is split 50-50 by party, giving Vice President Kamala Harris the, <coughs> the tie-breaking vote. They are also competing in an election cycle that is historically tough for an incumbent president's party. Uh, but recent political models suggest that Democrats are now slightly favored to keep control the upper chamber. Um, that's a good sign, because, I mean, I, I don't like the Democrats either, but uh, anything to keep the fucking Republicans out, fuck those guys. Uh, fuck them. Like, I fucking, I've been following John Fetterman, uh, Wagner's, I think there's a, there's an account, uh, if I'm right, uh, I want to make sure I'm right here, uh, on, he, he, he joined TikTok, and his, uh, go follow John Fetterman on TikTok, uh, because it is out of control. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Um, oh yeah, he's only following one person. He's got, uh, he's only following one person. It's in its Wagner's grocery store. And like, uh, it's just, I think the Wagner's grocery store was a joke made about Dr. Oz. Like this shit is hilarious. Um, I can't, I can't tell you how fucking funny this shit is. I think he, you know, cause I guess Fetterman's more like probably a very far left uh, of a person, American far left. Let's just keep that in mind. For other countries, that that's a, a normal left. Uh, Democrats in America, they're they're more central, uh, centrist. And then uh, far left, American far left is just the left. <laughs> um, uh, Doctor Oz, I guess, like you know, because he's been joking about him. So, like one thing, and I, I haven't written any notes here. I'm just going off my memory right now. Uh, so, Doctor Oz, he basically, basically, what he did, he wants to be on the Senate. And so I guess he was, I guess he was like, which would be the best state to move to for me to be able to run, uh, for Senate, uh, so I can just buy a house there and do that. Even though he, he lives in New Jersey, he has a lot of properties, he has a lot of houses, uh, like, like all Pennsylvanians do. Uh, he owns a lot of houses, like every Pennsylvanian, uh, but, uh, he, he, he mainly lives in New Jersey. Uh, and so John Fetterman, he got... He got a cameo from Snooki, uh, <laughs> who was famously on the Jersey Shore. Be like, why are you leaving New Jersey and shit like that? He got that. Uh, Doctor Oz tried to fire back at him of uh, pictures like Bernie's best friend, and he posted that meme. It's like graphic design is my passion. <laughs> oh shit, that shit was so fucking funny. And he keeps he just keeps if you just like I said following him, uh, he, he's making fun of Doctor Oz, which you know I you know and its problem is I actually agree with a lot of John, John Fetterman's like. Uh, you know, politics, and that's kind of, there's kind of a problem here, but, like, the, I mean, the right has had Trump, like, and he, he's, he's making fun of people like John Fetterman, uh, but at least, I feel like John Fetterman has good things, like, John, Trump's like, you know what, it kind of sucks we can't be racist in America anymore, everyone's like, yeah, I agree with him, John Fetterman's like, you know, uh, who you really want to represent you, uh, do you want some, uh, shitty, Hollywood doctor from New Jersey who doesn't even really live in Pennsylvania. He just owns property here uh, to represent you, or do you want me, a normal fucking guy who's lived in Pennsylvania his entire life? Uh, that's why I'm John Federer. Like, in, even if you think if you took if you took politics out of this, you could you could switch it. Just say like, uh, yeah, some California Democrat moved to Pennsylvania and is like, I want to represent you, and then just a normal fucking Republican was like, you know, I've lived here my entire life. I know what people in Pennsylvania want. I would probably, I'd probably think about the, you know, the Republican candidate, assuming their policies aren't fucking crazy. Um, 
and it was crudités. What the fuck says that? That's a fucking Josh Casey, author of uh, Tracking Desire, Journey After Swallowtail Kites. That's like fucking words he texts me. I'm like, you you said you sent me crudités when you could have just said veggie tray. Was it that much harder to say veggie tray? Like, I don't think you actually use this word in your regular life. You, you're just trying to use it right now to sound smart. And it makes me just make fun of you. So, yeah. Anyways, though, uh, if you're in Pennsylvania, uh, go make sure you vote for John Fenneman. I want them to do a debate. I, I think he does. I know he's, he, he's recovering from a stroke. He does look like a guy who's, who's probably had a stroke before. Like, who's had a stroke? I mean, to be honest with John Fetterman. Uh, that's a true statement, but uh, anyways, I, I would vote for John Fenner if I lived in Pennsylvania, just FYI. <sighs> All right. Next up, we have uh, from The Cut. Uh, the world will soon have two Taylor Lautners. Changing your name for love can be complicated seeing as it is, involves updating your driver's license, credit card, and many other pieces of official documentation. It is presumably even more complicated when it means you and your spouse will have exactly the same name. It's looking like Taylor Lautner and his fiancée, also named Taylor, are about to face this problem. Lautner, best known for as a former werewolf heartthrob, proposed to his girlfriend, nurse Taylor Dome, last November in front of a big neon sign spelling out his last name, suggesting that a name change was on the horizon. On a recent appearance on The Kelly Clarkson Show, Lautner confirmed that she will indeed be taking his last name. He also shared how they have navigated both being named Taylor. Apparently, uh, Lautner mostly goes by Taylor, while Dom goes by Tay. Uh, but also, he says, a lot of people just do both to boy Tay and girl Tay. Um, the future Mr. and Mrs. Taylor Lautner are far from the first celebrity couple to find themselves in this conundrum. As you may recall, Paris Hilton was once engaged to another Paris who was the grandson of a Greek shipping billionaire. Lauren Bush was also infamously married Ralph Lauren's son, David Lauren, making her Lauren Bush Lauren. Even Lautner has some experience in this realm, given the that Dome is at least the second Taylor that he has dated after dating Taylor Swift for a few months back in 2009. The actor earned one of the kindest Taylor breakups songs we can only hope that should be the this happy couple decide to have kids they choose a different name for their first fucking taylor jr god damn how could you imagine okay like my my real name's sam so if you don't know <laughs> like your, your real name isn't fucking sweezy like no <laughs> um but uh but so i could i could easily be in a situation where i, I could like i could date a woman named Samantha like that wouldn't that was not necessarily uh an impossible thing that would happen in my life um well nice thing for me is I usually go by Schweg most people uh I've been getting called Sam a lot more lately and it's super fucking weird uh, I'm just not used to it um but I know I'd just be like you just call me Schweg and then call her Sam or whatever like that's not a big deal for me um but but oh, I guess well. Even then, like if I, you know, if I dated a woman named Samantha, I'd still be Samuel. So like, if we had to do mail, it'd just be more like Samuel Schwegler. Or assuming we don't have the same middle name, like maybe an initial in the middle is gonna be different, or stuff like that. So, um, so out of the realm of possibilities for uh, what could happen in my life. <coughs> oh Jesus! Did I just lose my train of thought after a burp? I had wings tonight, folks. I'm trying. I'm going. I'm back. Going on a diet, so eating low carb, eating wings. Uh, that's that's what you do, right? Um, but uh, yeah, no, I don't know. It's you know, I guess they they figure it out. But 
It is weird. Like, Taylor. Hey, Tay. Boy Tay. Why would you go by Boy Tay, Girl Tay? Just be maybe Taylor, to Taylor. I don't know. I've always been in, like, the mindset, like, I wouldn't change my last name for someone. Unless I really like their last name. I was loving them. But, like, and like you know, I date. If I ever got married, I'm like, I don't expect you to take my last name if you don't want to. Uh, that's not a problem. And that's that's up to her. You know, but it's her decision. Because I'm not going to take her last name, so she doesn't have to take mine. That's fine. So, yeah. <laughs> take that what you will. Uh, ooh, oh, yeah, this is, out of, this is straight out of Kansas City. So, uh. Poor, broke, busted, and disgusted pastor berates congregation for not getting him luxury gift. Uh, a pastor went viral online after a viral video of, was posted of him chastising his congregation for not getting him a luxury gift. The Reverend Carlton Funderburk of the church at the well in Kansas City was recorded telling his church guards how upset he was that they had not bought him a Movado watch, which typically costs several hundred dollars. The video shared on TikTok shows Funderburk... Uh, describing his congregation on August 7th as poor, broke, and busted, and disgusted. He asked them, I'm not worth your McDonald's money. I'm not worth your Red Lobster money. I'm not worth your St. John Knits. Y'all can't afford it now. No how. I ain't worth y'all's Louis Vuitton. I ain't worth your Prada. I'm not worth your Gucci. The video has accumulated accumulated more than, I don't fucking learn how to read, more than 590,000 views. You can buy a Movado watch in Sam's, and y'all know I asked for one last year. Here it is the whole way in August. I still ain't got it, he said. Thunderbird posted a video apologizing for his comments, saying they do not reflect his view of people, nor what is in his heart. No context could erase the words I used. I apologize to all who have been hurt, angered, or in any way damaged by my words. Okay. So, I actually know this church in Kansas City. I think, if I remember correctly, it's not a Hillsong church, but I do believe a lot of the, like, staff there, probably this guy. Actually, we should we should do a little Googling. Thunderburk, uh, was it Thunder, was it Taylor Thunderburk? But I thought a lot of them went to that, uh, Hillsong school. Uh, Thunder... Thunder, Carlton Thunderbird. Carlton Thunderbird. Thunderbird. Uh, I don't even know who this guy is. Uh, the Well KC, our senior leaders. Okay. Carlton Thunderbird. Um, you know, I didn't do any research into this. I didn't think he was going to be black. I'm just... just uh, I did not expect that. He, native Kansas City, 17, Drake University. Okay, so he didn't go to Hillsong. I thought a bunch of the guys back there forever ago, they they were a part of Hillsong. Uh, That's what I thought, totally thought they they were a part of Hillsong. Uh, I'm wrong, Um, and that happens from time to time. I'm glad I looked it up, so I didn't have to fucking apologize next one. I said he was part of Hillsong. I'm sorry. Uh, he went to he went to Drake. I'm sorry. I I'm sorry. I can't be perfect. Um, you know, I I know pastors. I know pastors are good. And you know, the fact that and I think the well is a pretty big, pretty big 
facility, if I'm not wrong. It's pretty it's pretty big. I don't know if it's a mega church. I think think it was pretty big, but uh regardless of that, uh the, the well is a very well known in Kansas City as like a uh one of the hip one of the hipper places to go to. Kind of similar to Hillsong. Uh you need to watch that documentary in Discovery Plus. It's, it's worth the free trial of Discovery Plus if you haven't watched it. And then you can watch my six hundred pound life and feel better about your life. But even then, you know, I here's what I think. To me, even to me with gifts, it's like I want to get something that for someone that they're not going to buy themselves because I'm a fucking adult. If I want if I want a fucking Movado watch, I'm going to buy myself a Movado watch because I need I want, I want the watch. That's that's how fucking being an adult is with money. It's not like you're a kid and you don't have money and stuff like that. You're an adult and you make your own money. Uh but this guy was like, I can't believe y'all are poor, broke, busted, and disgusting. Not buying me a gift. You know who the fuck I am. I'm like, buddy, you're a you're a pastor. You're you're a pastor. What do you what are you you wanting people to buy you fucking you're like, stop eating the McDonald's and buy me gifts. I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you, Carlton. Uh Carlton fucking it's not unusual to have love with anyone. And and then I guess like you know, you obviously we have this recorded. Uh I, I guarantee you, I'm I'm gonna look at the website right now, and I I'm gonna guarantee uh that y'all record your sermons uh and watch us live. Yep. So pretty much unless you delete your live streams, you you put them on Facebook. I know at some point they delete, but uh uh, I'm seeing an official official statement. Uh, welcome to the well, Kansas City. Uh, how many people actually like? Okay, so it's only like 879 people follow the Facebook page, but at the same time, uh, do they live stream? I guess they live stream there. Yeah, it looks like they live stream, uh, like most churches do now because because of COVID, but uh. Looks like this asshole, uh, yeah, it looks like this asshole, fucking, fucking, he's like wearing, he's like wearing fucking an expensive suit jacket, he's just like wearing fucking expensive, like, wearing jewelry and shit like that, too, definitely, definitely what Jesus wanted, uh, that's exactly when Jesus is like, you know, what the perfect pastor would be, uh, I'm gonna be wearing fucking Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Movado watch, specifically from Sam's Club. Specifically from Sam's Club. That's why I want my pa- I want people preaching on my behalf. Uh, Jesus was like, "Help the poor, broken, busted." Uh, but I don't want you to. I don't. Jesus was like, "Just like, do the opposite. Uh, criticize uh, your own community for being poor, broke, busted, and disgusting. Uh, do that. That's exactly." That's exactly what Jesus. That's the Bible I read. Uh, that Jesus, Jesus wants you. Uh, Jesus, you can only preach if you're wearing Prada or Gucci, maybe Louis Vuitton too. That's that's what God said in the Bible. Um, I know someone in the comments would be like, you "Clearly, don't haven't read the Bible." I've read the Bible front to back. Uh, this is called a fucking joke. Uh, and people were like, you know, Jesus wrote the Bible. No, he fucking didn't. And I'm, I'm tired of having that conversation with people. We were like, here's a verse to prove it. I'm like, oh, that was uh, First Timothy. Uh, I don't think Jesus wrote that book. Uh, anyways, though, we're moving on to our final article. Ah, oh, fuck, fuck face. And I really like that. This motherfucker's coming back up again. 
KCTV, uh, more more Missouri, Kansas, Missouri news. Garth Brooks opening Bass Pro's new Thunder Ridge Nature Arena near Branson, Missouri. Uh, Garth Brooks will open the newly expanded Thunder Ridge Natural Nature Arena at Bass Pro Shop's Big Cedar Lodge in the Ozarks of Missouri. The concert happens on October 1st at 7 p.m. Uh, tickets go on sale on Friday, August 26th at 10 a.m. There will be an eight-ticket limit per purchase. You can purchase tickets at Ticketmaster. Okay, I don't know. We are very honored to have Garth come and help open this great venue, which we hope will be regarded as one of the most picturesque and impressive nature-based arenas anywhere, said Johnny Morris, uh, noted con- conserva- conservation... Con- read your fucking word conservationalist and founder of Bass Pro Shops in Big Cedar Lodge. This will be a place for visitors of all ages to come and experience some of the best entertainers of our generation in a truly awe-inspiring environment surrounded by nature. The newly expanded Thunder Ridge Nature Arena is a natural amphitheater overlooking Table Rock Lake in the Boston Mountains of Arkansas, allowing guests to embrace the beauty and grandeur of the great outdoors. The Thunder Ridge land has been set aside in not-for-profit foundation, so all proceeds from the event are held at the Nature Arena will go to further enhance Thunder Ridge and support conservation. The vision for the future is to host other outdoor events by similar world-class entertainers. So, I think the sad part is I'm going to Branson for Thanksgiving. I usually don't like to give out my location most of the time, but I am... But Garth will be there. Different days, though, but, like... It's like, he's gonna murder someone there. He's gonna murder someone. Uh... It says near Branson. Funny enough, a friend's uh, friend in Missouri's bachelor parties around this time could, could take him here for his bachelor party. Oh, it's like a hundred bucks a ticket. Oh, Jesus, I don't like Garth that much. Here, Garth. Here's a hundred dollars. You can murder me and my family. Here, Garth. Close the trunk. And I'm like, I got friends in crawl spaces. Uh, you think I think that's funny? You fucking think that's funny? Where are the bodies? God damn it, you fly walking there. You fucking think it's funny, huh? Where are the bodies, Garth? I see your fucking comments. Yeah, you fucking think I killed your dad? I didn't. I should. I kind of wish I did now. Because uh, you keep leaving those goddamn fucking comments. Uh, you just hear people near Garth like, Garth doesn't hate anyone. I'm like, yeah, it's hard to hate people when you kill them. I don't hit you anymore, bud. <laughs> Mankind. <laughs> Anyways, though, uh, anyone I know going to this concert, please be careful. Stay safe. Share your location on your phone and make sure you have a passcode on it as well. Uh, obviously, Garth is going to lose the phone, but at least you know, at least you have some steps uh, going into this. Just stay safe, people. That's all I'm asking. Stay safe. Be responsible. Uh, and I really like that. Um, and just make sure, uh, he's like, I got friends in crawl spaces. You think that's funny? You think that's funny, huh? Crawl spaces? Huh? I don't bury my fucking bodies in crawl spaces. What do you think I am, John Wayne Gacy? Which, uh, coming back up, uh, we're gonna take a break. I usually don't do this, but we're gonna take a break. And when we come back, we're gonna be talking about John Wayne Gacy. Uh, similar, so we're going from one serial killer, Garth Brooks, to another, John Wayne Gacy. So stay tuned. Uh, and don't touch that dial. Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy. 
only for it to turn out to be a mirror and you are in fact the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today you can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken PP from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor privacy comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign but wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Let's talk about a goofball. Knucklehead. Uh, a buffoon. Some would say. Goofball. Uh, a silly, silly goose. Uh, goes by the name of John Wayne Casey. Uh, so I've been recently watching, uh, I recently watched, I don't know how new it is, uh, the John Wayne Gacy tapes over on Netflix, uh, flicks of, flicks of net, internet flicks, uh, but, uh, anyways, they, they released the John Wayne Gacy tapes. Now, um, they released the Ted Bundy tapes, but, see, one of the big differences, I, I have to say, between the John Wayne Gacy tapes and the Ted Bundy tapes is, uh, there's only like a small period of time where John Wayne Gacy was like, I didn't kill anyone. I didn't kill. I didn't kill him. That's not me. Um, there was like a small period of time. Uh, these tapes were trying to go over that. Gacy was just like, yeah, here's how I killed him. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I would like to handcuff him to the bed, uh, and then i choke him to death. And i like to watch the life leave their eyes. Um, like I said, what a, kind of a knucklehead. A knucklehead. That John Wayne Gacy. Big old, big old knucklehead. Um, but anyways, though, yeah, John Wayne Gacy, you also probably, if you don't know who John Wayne Gacy is, I'll, let me first start off by saying, uh, he's the guy from the Sufjan Stevens song. Right. Uh, the one, I think, just titled John Wayne Gacy uh, from his album, Illinois. Uh, but for those of you who don't know, uh, John Wayne Gacy's, I think, in the late 70s, uh, he killed 
uh, at least confirmed kills, um, confirmed kills and uh, uh, noted kills. I think a 33 um, young boys between like 15 to 19. Um, he, he clearly had a type, <laughs> John Wayne Gacy. Uh, he, he clearly had a type. Uh, and it, like killing was like a, a sexual thing for John Wayne Gacy. Um, it was like some, I think, I think what the first time it happened was like, he was trying to hook up. He was just doing what the, the gays used to do back then. Uh, go to a bar, uh, in secret and hook up in secret and stuff like that. And then I guess the, the guy got dangerous. So John Wayne Gacy, like, I guess he had to, he just killed him out of self-defense. And, uh, uh, Gacy realized, uh, that was a turn on for him. Uh, so he's like, I should do this. This is awesome. I'm going to do this some more. Uh, can you imagine, like, just, like, a life-threatening event in your life that you make it out alive of, and you're like, you know what? I'm kind of turned on right now. Uh, let's just keep doing this. Uh, so I guess he he buried all those people under his crawl space, and uh, he, he just kept putting people under his crawl space. Now, uh, yeah, it, it is weird. It is always weird to me that, like, age is a type to people. I mean, I guess I'm, I, I, I like women a little older than me, but, but, like, it's more like, as I get older, the age changes, you know? Uh, so, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's like, when I was 17, uh, you know, like, 19, 20-year-olds were a cop to me, like, what the... 21-year-olds when I was 17, you know, that was a thing. Um, but then I was like, but now I'm like 29. I'm listening to the new Demi Lovato album, and like she has a song called 29, uh, which states when uh, Wilmer Valderrama was 29, she was 17, and they definitely started dating. And then she turned 29, and she realized, um, you know, dating a 17-year-old would never cross my mind. And it's never crossed my mind to date a 17-year-old. I can promise you all that. Um, dating a 17... <laughs> I'm t- I just turned 29, too, so I'm like, dang, a 17-year-old, God, that's so fucking weird. Like, what are you talking... Like, I think, I mean, people were like, I was like, I wouldn't date a child, because they annoy the shit out of me. And I was like, I don't think that's why those people date children. I don't think that's why they, that's why they're, I don't think that's why they're doing it. Um, to be honest with you, but John, the short, fat guy, so, um, you know, not all, not all serial, serial, serial killers, um, do that, but like, so weird. That was his type. 15 to 19 year olds, like young boys. And he's like, his construction business. He's like, he's always just hiring young boys. And people were like, why don't you hire people more experienced? John, John was like, I think they're great the way they are. Um, I don't see a problem with that. I don't see a, I don't see the problem here. Uh, and shit like that. Um, oh, it just like, you know, sometimes, well, I mean, like restaurants, sometimes it's like, you know, like, I mean, women, most of the time women go, a lot of women go into those jobs, like, you know, I'm hot, I can get tips, I can make money being this, without lowering my standards, that's also, uh, without, I can, you know, I can use my appearance to my advantage, without starting an OnlyFans, so, like, they go into that, uh, I don't think these guys knew that, that was the case getting them, um, so, he killed 33 people, well, let's keep that in mind, uh, 33 people, and it was like, there's always, it was always just like a lot of, kids like uh where were they last with oh they were interviewing for a job a job with john mcgacy's construction company uh or something like that. yeah i guess he was working for john mcgacy now he's just disappeared 
And the police professional were like, you know, that's kind of weird. Uh, why do all these people... Because usually, if there's disappearances and they find one connection, uh, they're gonna, detectives are going to look into that one connection. Uh, uh, not, and even if like they're looking into it, like they're gonna be like, is John Wayne Gacy a suspect? Uh, let's try to go check into this, you know, and stuff like that, you know. So, like that. so oh, man, he was so sloppy. Uh, I just think John Wayne Gacy was the sloppiest serial killer out there, or at least one of them. Uh, Ted Bundy is up there being sloppy. Ted Bundy, I mean, like, he escaped prison twice. And the second time, he was out for a while. And if I would have been him, I'd be like, look, I know raping girls and killing them is fun, and it's a turn-on to me. I want to not be in prison. I got to stop this. Or I got to be more sneaky. I can't just have a normal life. I just have to travel around, kill girls, and... I'm not saying they did anything right. I'm not saying that. I, I'm just like, you know, when I get into serial killer talk, I'm always thinking, uh, the reason why I'm like so interested in it is what was the reason they got caught and stuff like that? They got caught and they got arrested. Like, what was what was the reasoning there? Um, for John Wayne Gacy, uh, like I said, so John Wayne Gacy killed like 33 people and a majority of them uh, he buried in his crawl space. So, that's the thing. So, at one point, like I said, like, the, the cops kept having connections to Gacy in regards to, like, all these killings he had. And so, they got one search warrant for his house, and they looked around. Didn't look in the crawl space, uh, because back then, uh, people didn't bury people in the crawl Most people uh, who killed people, uh, I guess they just never checked crawl spaces, unless they had, like, a good reason to. Uh which, in hindsight, if you're going to bury someone in your house, the crawl space is probably one of the best spots. Uh, not anymore, though. We know, not the crawl space. Um, like Garth. Garth has friends in crawl spaces. <laughs> you think that's fucking funny, buddy? Like, kill your dad again. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, for the first time they searched the house, uh, you know, they found, like, random, like, souvenirs he kept from the kills, like class rings, receipts, coats, and shit like that. Um, but then... Uh, you know, but they didn't check the crawl space. So, like, they just had, they had some of the items, but it was like, we don't have, we don't have the evidence, we don't have the cause to, like, arrest him and shit like that. So, the police decided to just follow him 24-7. Now, if, like, for real, though, like, at one point, like, I guess John McGacy was gonna, like, get the Justice Department to stop following him, because it was, like, kind of a pain in the ass. Like, assuming, like, someone didn't do it, but the cops are just gonna follow him 24-7, just from a small hunch is amazing. So John just like was just like okay, uh, like he goes out to eat somewhere and he's like, you guys want to come sit by me and talk, shit like that. You know he'd do that. And then, then the stupidest thing he did, the stupidest, the dumbest fucking shit he did, is he invited the cops over to his home, so they get in again because you know it's not enough. So like one cop's talking to him, one's like I'm gonna go to the bathroom and shit like that. He goes to the bathroom. He it's like the winter. Heat kicks on, and through the vents, you just he just like that's that's dead body. And so like if it wasn't for that, uh, John could have just like stopped killing people for a while, just wait till the cops get off his back, uh, and just you know just let him follow him and shit like that. But let him get back in the house, and then like they had to convince the judge to get a warrant. So I know Trump is you know Trump Trump got uh, the FBI got a warrant to raid Trump's house, and how warrants actually work 
uh, I don't know completely how they work, but the gist of what I know is that you have to have a reason. Like, you have to have a reason to wanting to, like, get a warrant for someone's house. Like, you have to have a good reason to. Like, that's when a judge signs off on a warrant. That's, that's American law. It's like one of the amendments or something. Like that third or fourth? I think it's the Fourth Amendment, right? That's warrants. Third one's like, you just can't have soldiers sleep at your house or something like that. It's like a real problem in the early 1700s. Now, uh, I guess we've been around so long, it's not been a problem. Uh, and shit like that. Um... So, yeah, so, like, they're, like, you know, so they had to, like, explain to, like, this judge who was, like, we already signed off on one search warrant. We didn't really find anything. He was, like, okay, there, there are bodies buried in the house. Like, I smelled it when he invited us fucking over to look into his house. The dumbest fucking thing. Uh, That's rough, buddy. And so, basically, uh, they basically got another search warrant. Uh, they, they found... But hunt at least double digits in bodies under his house, and like it was so he had so many bodies in his house. Apparently they couldn't. Uh, they like they're like I don't know if because usually if you're gonna like search a house like that, you know, like we're we're gonna leave the house intact. They're like I don't think we can leave this house intact. If anything, we're gonna, he's just gonna have to build a new house. <laughs> fucking there's too many bodies here. And I think the property there for a while it was for sale for a while. Like the house isn't there anymore. But it's like this, this, this is where they were bought. They were buried. Uh, stuff like that. So, I think the lesson is, if you're gonna kill someone, uh, you have to have a good plan on hiding the body. Like, I, I, I don't know how to hide a body. I'm also not out here killing people. Uh, I don't know, you can d dissolve the bodies in acid, shit like that. Uh, throw it in a river, you know. A lot of things you can do. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of things you can do with the, with the body. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna give you that advice on what to do, um. The only one that makes sense to me is what they did on Breaking Bad, and, like, they dissolved body in those buckets and shit like that. And I'm, I'm too scared to Google that. Uh, don't follow John Wayne Gacy. Bury him under your own fucking house. Like, oh, jeez. Come on. I'm gonna it's, like, easy target. Like, oh, yeah, dead bodies in my own house, and I'm a prime suspect. Uh, and then don't be like Ted Bundy, who, who, who escaped prison and kept doing that shit, and stayed in the same area. You gotta move around, buddy. You gotta move. You needed to spread, spread base. Like, you know, kill a couple people, knows the cops are gonna be on him soon. Like, he was in Florida, I would have said, gone, gone northeast coast. Because he was in, like, Utah, uh, Seattle, or, not Seattle, Washington. On the other side of the country, my man. Do, do the deal. So it's time for us to scrape the bottom of the barrel once again, as we go through BuzzFeed here. Uh, today on BuzzFeed, I got... Uh, I thought this would be interesting because I was a child once. Uh, someone, someone would say I was a former child, uh, if that made any sense. Uh, but uh, this is 13 moments from kids' TV shows that made me super, super uncomfortable as a child. Uh, the 90s and 2000s were a unique time for TV shows aimed at adolescents. Preachy after-school specials with reach in their peak <coughs> in the 80s were on a steady decline both in production and popularity in the 2010 shows like Pretty Little Liars in Riverdale, which would offer young viewers pretty much zero semblance of reality where a mere twinkle in some producers' eyes. But kids' TV shows from the 90s and 2000s were unprecedented and they were, weren't afraid to go there. They contained surprisingly dark plot lines, dealt with some pretty serious issues, and of course included a lot of adult jokes. 
Uh, obviously, this led to some stressful TV moments mo- <laughs> that were problematic, inappropriate for children, or involved a character, usually a kid, being put in an awkward or even dangerous situation. Moments that made me a particularly nervous kid super uncomfortable. So here are 13 of the most uncomfortable, awkward, problematic moments I remember from kids' TV shows. So I was a kid during this time. Let's see how much of this TV I remember, uh, to be exact. Uh, number one, in Hannah Montana episode, He Ain't a Hottie, He's My Brother, Miley finds out that her, that her best friend, Lily, and her older brother, Jackson, like each other. The age difference between the actors is massive. I'm starting to think about Lily that way. She's cute. She's smart. She's not a kid anymore. Okay, so... I get, yeah, Jason Earls was, like, in his 30s, wasn't it? Like, when these shows were on, and, uh, like, uh, everyone else was, like, a normal teen at the time uh, they were recording. So that was weird, but I, I would say, though, like, they're, they're acting, though. Um, it, I mean, it is weird when you think about real life, but if you're thinking about TV and the ages they were playing, it's not that weird. Um yeah, think about it that way, folks. Like, I'm giving Hannah Montana the benefit of the doubt here that uh, this is this is not weird. Uh, this was this was just uh, how a normal TV show would write things uh, for normal teens and shit like that. So uh, maybe that's weird. Maybe that's the weird part. Uh, maybe that's the weird part. Okay. In the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody episode, Forever Play- Plaid, Played Plaid, uh, the twins invite their friends over and charge them money to peep on a girl soccer team through a hole in the wall. Jesus, I remember this episode now. Um, I don't think I remembered it back then. Jesus, like, I threw a hole in the wall. Um, yeah, not good. this was real. Just the fucking people. And, and I've also noticed, too, um... Uh, in, in most rooms, these peepholes, they're per- they have to be pretty big for you to even fucking notice it. It's always wanted to know, like, uh, Oslo, Winslow, from, uh, was he at Winslow, from, uh, CatDog, there's a hole in the ground for the mice to come in, and, like, Tom and Jerry, there's, like, a hole in the ground, like, wouldn't you, like, fix that up to make sure, like, if you figured out where mice were coming into your home and you just see a little door opening for them... Wouldn't you close that up? That was always a plot hole that I had uh, when I was when I was a boy, uh, when I was a child. Uh, yeah, but they had just those fucking people. Is there more on this? Uh, the worst part is when Arwen, the adult hotel engineer, looks through the hole, unaware of what the other side it side it was already messed up that the the young boys were peeping. But the fact that Arwen looked and that the girls on the other side of the wall saw him was actually very. How did this? get to television. How, so how, someone's like, someone sat in a room and was like, you know what's really cool? You know what kids are into these days? Peepholes and walls. And also, and, and, and just to be honest, you should notice if there's a peephole in the room you're looking, you should just, I don't know, if you, I'm not a detective or anything, but if I saw a hole, just a hole in the wall, uh, I would probably take a look inside the hole in the wall. If you saw a light shining through or anything like that, you could even take a flashlight or whatever. We all have phones. This, I guess they didn't have phones like that back then, but we have phones now. Put flashlights on them. You, you should have noticed that. That's just... Uh, I'm not... Everyone's wrong in that situation for letting it happen. For one, fun for letting it happen and letting people look into it. That's just wrong, okay? Um, three, a few years later in the sweet life on deck, Zach and Cody suspect their teacher is a dancer in which a burlesque show... Zach comes up with a plan which involves dressing up their friend 
friends who are teenagers in showgirl costumes. What other plans you got? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's a really great plan. A really great plan. Um, visibly uncomfortable. Uh, London shows really into this. I don't see why you need me to wear a showgirl costume too. It's part of the plan. Don't question the plan. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would say, I mean, it, they're not dressing like strippers, okay? Like, I guess it's showgirls. Isn't that like a whole different thing? If you're getting horny from like a showgirl show, like, I'm going to tell you something. You know, your phone has internet. Go to Pornhub.com. Your, your, anything you're thinking about is on there. Your entire, anything, any, almost everything's on there, except for, like, illegal shit. Uh, that stuff's not on there, hopefully, probably. There's probably something that I don't want to look at. I'm not looking into it. Uh, but anyways, though, that, no, 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 I don't see this as that much of a problem. Obviously, they're pretty little uncomfortable, but, like, at the same time, uh, like, that's, that's, that was the plan. Like, they're trying to sort of figure this out, like, Zach Cody gonna dress up like showgirls? I'm like, that's gonna be obvious immediately. And the teacher's just a showgirl dancer. It's just making some extra money. Don't be stingy. Don't be weird about it. Okay, don't be weird. Uh, in the That's So Raven episode, he's got the power. After Eddie temporarily gains psychic powers, he unknowingly predicts the winner of a horse race for an older kid, Sonny. When Sonny gives Eddie his cut of the prize money and shakes him down for the next winner, Eddie, now, now powerless, makes a total guess. I mean, that's just an unfortunate circumstance right there. Like, are you, it's like, I lost my powers. Look, just be easy, okay? After it turns out Eddie Guest was wrong, Sonny covers him in an empty restaurant and threatens him. Raven and Chelsea come to his rescue, but it's still such a tense scene for a kid to watch. It always gave me extreme anxiety. Yeah, I could see how it's good. it could be a fucking problem. Uh, the, the real, my real thought on the, the matter of, of hand is, you know, like, look, I don't have that anymore, I don't think we should do this anymore, we, we got, we got our good ones, uh, we should just take our winnings and leave, and shit like that, I mean, I mean, if you had psychic powers, yeah, you definitely want to just get some money, and, like, live off that shit, like, that's how you, that's how you should live, uh, and then follow your passions, uh, follow your art, your, your art career, become, become a famous singer, that's, that's what we're doing, uh, yeah, that was, then I could see that, man, a little extreme, Extreme! In a later episode, His House Party, Raven and Corey throw a party, and their reverend shows up. Um, I mean, it's a kid's show. They're not drinking. Uh, unless they are drinking. Let me see. While their parents are out of town, Raven and Corey throw a massive rager, which includes mechanical bull rides. The family reverend enters just as Raven is her taking her turn on the bull. Growing up, I saw riding mechanical bull as being something very sexual and very adult. It was one thing to see the teenagers in that so Raven riding it, but when you add the reverend into the mix, the discomfort I felt was uh, palpable. Who, who the fuck do people think riding a bull is sexual? It's never been a sexual thing. I don't know. I'm, you know I went to a rodeo when I was like in third grade. Uh, and bull riding was not sexual. If you actually saw real bull riding, uh, that shit is not sexual at all. Uh, you gonna get the sh you could get the you could easily get the shit knocked out of you by a bull. That's why they have rodeo clowns to try and distract the bull, so the person who's possibly injured can get to safety while these clowns or whatever just kind of goof around and shit like that. Uh, but no, I've never saw even like at bars they have it. I'm, Never seen it's like it, gets, it just kicks you, throws you across the bar, and you get thrown off. Like, that's never. 
I don't I don't get it. Who who's getting turned on by fucking bull riding? Go to pornhub.com if that's your if that's the problem. Go to pornhub.com if you get turned on by uh fucking bull rides. Fuck, dude. Um in the Drake and Josh episode, The Affair, Drake overhears his dad on the phone and assumes he's having an affair. It's just that, well, I have a family to think about. Look, I'm not saying no. Are you kidding? It's all I've been thinking about. The show usually treats the dad like he's a complete buffoon, so the fact that he even had this storyline was definitely strange. Of course, it's all a misunderstanding in the end, but we don't find out until Drake and Josh do with just three minutes left in the episode. There are pretty problematic moments throughout the whole thing in one part near the end where Drake and Josh tell their dad not to worry because they won't let tell their mom about the affair as they got his back. Um, yeah, I mean... I mean, that was the whole the whole kind of joke. Uh, and don't look into Dan Schneider shows, uh, people. You're going to find, like, uh, this guy was in defeat. How am I not in defeat? This was, these were my favorite shows as growing up. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't think this episode was that bad. Um, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of other problematic episodes of Drake and Josh. A lot, yeah, there was, uh, Drake and Josh was a very problematic show. And I'm, honestly, it was kind of, that was kind of the funny part. Uh, Drake and Josh is how problematic it was, uh, and stuff like that. I I still wish, I know this will never happen. I know, and, and Drake Bell's not in a. No one's really wanting to hire him right now, uh, for anything. But I really want them to reboot Drake and Josh. Uh, but it's like how they live their lives now. Like Josh is just like a, like a YouTube personality, and he he's a genius. And he, I guess put some science thing in there for him. Uh, Drake is like a washed up musician and a child predator. Uh, no, we're child in danger. Because um, everyone's like, are you calling me a child in danger? Why ain't calling you a child in safer? Uh, I just want them to re- reboot it now, but put the, put Drake's also a pedophile, too. I think that'd be funny. Uh, apparently, no one else thinks that's funny. Only I think that's funny. So, uh, apparently, uh, some people don't have senses of humor, and uh, they're not me. So, sorry, sorry, people. You're not funny like me. In the next season of Drake and Josh, in the episode I Love Sushi, after the boys find out that they won a contest, Drake celebrates by kissing a random stranger because he just has to. I gotta kiss someone, a complete stranger. A lot of stuff Drake did made me uncomfortable, but when I saw this scene as a younger teen, I would thank God, I hope this doesn't happen to me. See, I'm not making assumptions. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not making assumptions, though. But... Obviously, don't be kissing random strangers, fellas. Fellas, don't don't be kissing random strangers. Uh, but the part of the joke that is Drake on that show is that every woman wants him. Like that's the joke. Every woman wants him. So the fact that like a, he goes up and kisses a random stranger, the idea was supposed to be that like any woman would want that to happen to him. That's the, kind of the joke uh, with this. So I I know I know what the right thing to do is to not do that. But that was kind of the joke on the show. And I like how this was like a moment that stood out uh, to someone. Because like the obvious joke is like every woman wants Drake. And so, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's like when if a woman finds a guy attractive, he's like, please don't check me out. Please don't look at me. Please don't look at me. And then when like, uh, like an ugly guy is like, please look at me. Or a good looking guy is like, please look at me. Please look at me. Stuff like that. Uh, stuff like that. So um, I, I get it. But anyways. Oh, number eight, the Full House episode, Star Search. Joey performs stand-up on a TV competition show as his last chance of making it as a comedian and loses. Uh, I should preface this by saying, as a kid, I would get secondhand embarrassment from Joey's jokes, so this episode in particular was incredibly hard for me to watch. 
Um, that fact that Joey planning to perform his comedy in front of other people instead of just his family. Stressful since they all know he's not funny. Okay. Um, that episode was just kind of sad over everything. But they were like, we still love you, Joey. And he was a radio host. And in Fuller House, things turned out for him. Tur- things for, for him were okay. Uh, things turned out okay for him. So... Uh, I don't think y'all should be complaining that much uh, about that. That's not one you should complain about. In the episode Baby Babe Raider of Life with Derek, Casey decided to do her media project on sexist video games, but then, in an attempt to get a boy's attention, ends up dressing like the character in the video game. Um, I don't remember this show. Life with Derek? Why am I not remembering this show? Uh, but anyways, though, yeah, I could, I could see... Uh, project about like I don't, they don't really make games anymore that they don't make those kinds of games anymore which is kind of funny I was like it, even even back then even back then fucking Laura Cross triangle boobs like that was the that was the that was the whole thing uh so looking back now like now like like I played cyberpunk on stream once and it was like just a fucking naked chick lying there and I was like God, I am going to lose my Twitch account. Twitch.tv slash Sweezy. Connect to your Twitch Prime. Get your Twitch Prime. Help support us. Do do that. Be cool. Don't don't be stingy. Uh, so anyways, though, yeah, I could see that, but back then it was just like, pointy boobs! Uh, in Rugrats, Naked Tommy, Tommy convinces the other babies to free themselves by taking their clothes off. See, here's the thing, though. Like, a kid who would be able to understand this would have to be older than, like, Maybe five, six, maybe six plus years older to really kind of grasp what's going on, and then be like, "Oh, those are little babies. They don't know any better." Like that's the thing. Like that's the thing with Rugrats is always like, "Oh, they're babies. That's it's funny, you know." It's, it's just I remember when I, was, I remember seeing babies do that. Like you, your parents have other friends with babies. Like you yeah, know, babies do that. And that's how I'd be thinking here on that. So yeah, this isn't as weird. Uh, Lil, Lil, could I ask you a question? <laughs> oh, God. That, that's, like, for the adults watching, okay? I don't know why people are cringing at this shit. That's just, just kind of funny, okay? Don't, don't be cringing at funny shit. Um, no, SpongeBob, oh, this one's... Uh, in SpongeBob, up in the SpongeBob episode, Karate Choppers, Mr. Crab bans SpongeBob from practicing karate because it's interfering with his work. SpongeBob and Sandy try their hardest to not do karate, but it backfires, and they release their frustration and huge karate tussles. Oh, uh, just SpongeBob, maybe just one more. Uh, one Sandy, you the park, your karate-free picnic. <laughs> was this supposed to be... Oh, was this supposed to be... Ocean bouncing while they're mid-fight while mirrors are moving head... I never noticed that was a sex metaphor before. Huh. Seen that episode like a thousand times. Never, never really... But it was like... Spongebob was having sex at work? <laughs> I get I get the joke between like him and Sandy, you know. He's like, Spongebob, you're gonna take your mind off things. Think of having too much sex at work. Um... Most jobs, you'd be fired. But, um, <laughs> um, like, you can't be having sex at work, buddy. Um, and then, okay, I never, I never, I guess I never saw that this was, like, a sex thing before. Okay. Okay, you know, things about my childhood are reopening. Uh, and I think we're on the last, no, there's 13. In Mugged from Hey Arnold, after Arnold gets mugged, his grandmother teaches him karate. For himself, he takes it too, a little too far and beats up the innocent guy. Oh, 
Oh, let's try to ask you where the bus stop. Oh my god. Oh, that. Oh. oh, that just. Oh, I feel. Oh. Well, the money itself was hard to watch, man. Oh, the. Oh. When the poor guy just wants to know where the bus stop Arnold beats him up so bad that his clothes just fall off, and then the guy starts crying. Oh. That's so hard. Oh, that's so hard to think about. Just like. Guy's clothes well. He's just a nice guy. He's like, I just want to know the bus stop. And Ar Arnold's just fucking has PTSD from getting robbed. And so, did they ever, how, how did that episode end? Did he make it up to that guy? Did they make it up to him? Oh, that's cringy. Uh, the final one. Oh, I don't, I don't want to think about that anymore. Uh, in the Home Improvement episode, A Night to Dismember, after Tim and Jill sneak a peek at Mark's unfinished horror movie, they become convinced that Mark wants to murder them. You think I want to kill you? It's just a movie. The last couple of months, you've been really quiet and withdrawn. <laughs> Maybe that's just how I am. Oh, jeez. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of Home Improvement in the list. See, you know, Mark starts stressing goth. Parents don't exactly... Oh, yeah, this was back when... Uh, Columbine was a thing, so anyone who kind of like dressed like those guys were like, that was pretty rough. That was a pretty rough time to be goth. Uh, then you became, then we all became emo. So, because our parents wouldn't let us be goth. Uh, that's how that worked. Uh, anyone wants to know a history lesson? Why I was emo, not goth. And and also, I think Robot Chicken had a joke. Uh, it was like a Teen Titans with Beavis and Butthead, and be Beavis or no, or Butthead. No, no, it was Butthead. He was like, you're just mad because goth music sucks. And I was like. Agreed. Uh, anyways, though, I think that's it. And um, they want me to leave a comment. Do the Hey Arnold one. Oh, man. You just feel so bad. It's like... Oh, man. Dude, Hey Arnold had some fucking rough ones. Like, this all could have been just Hey Arnold. It was like, Helga's mom was addicted to smoothies, booze, abusive family relationship, Arnold's parents being dead, uh, his grandpa basically being a, reanim being a reanimated corpse. Uh... Shit like that. Uh, oh, that. Hey Arnold could have just been it. Cool theme song, though. Uh, yeah, not a cool theme song. So, yeah. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on. Then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones. Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's a saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description. 
of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free, and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button, and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself, and Honey literally saved me 60% on like a pack of 500 business cards. It was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, it's time for Ask Shweezy, the part of the episode where you ask Shweezy all your questions, and and I give you answers. And uh, you can all go fuck yourselves if you don't agree with me. That's because that's how it is. Someone I gave hair advice last week, and someone's like, "This, this guy shouldn't be giving it, like... Fuck you, dude. You're fucking probably another one of those. You fucking white people with dreadlocks. All your fucking accounts keep fucking harassing me. And, I'm, and I don't give a shit. I'll fucking, I'll cut them off one by one. I don't give a fuck. Um, anyways, let's just get into questions. That was off topic. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's some in anger. What? Uh, so something I guess I should probably look into. Uh, let's just get into it. Um, first question. Um, uh, what do we have here? <coughs> Um, why do boys feel ashamed after masturbating? <sighs> Congratulations, you played yourself. Uh, should, should feel natural. No, I hated myself after masturbating as a young lad. Um, so, that is a weird thing, yeah. Why do, why do boys feel so, we do feel kind of, uh, we do feel kind of wrong after we masturbate. I'm not, I'm not actually sure why that is, why, why we feel that way. Um. It's gonna have to give a guess. I know I have. There's Christian guilt on my side, where um, for me, so there's like clearly the idea of uh, masturbation is a sin, uh, spilling your seed. Uh, you should you should come inside. You should come on her tits and do not come do not come on the floor. That's what the Bible says. Uh, the Bible says do not come on the floor. That is that is true. That is actually in the Bible. Sounds like I'm making a fucking joke right now, but the Bible the Bible clearly states uh, that that you should not jizz on the floor. Um, now you, you got to either do it, you know, you got to masturbate into a sock, or just let it on your stomach and then wipe it away. Uh, just just wipe it away there, sit in shame. Um, so there's the Christian guilt of it all, um, and I guess, and this is a true story, folks. I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you when I tell the story. Uh, I I was once in like one of those like purity kind of classes type of thing and the guy the legit guy i still know the guy he said and i am not joking when i say this that if you masturbate and look at porn you're going to end up killing girls and women women girls you know uh keeping their dead bodies in a freezer to fuck like a sex toy now to be- Fellas, uh, not a lot of us are doing that. Uh, hopefully, not a lot. They're like, yeah, you got, you're gonna have to find girls who don't have a lot of family, and like, okay, it sounds like you know how to do this. Um, but no, God, that was so, it was so freaky. Uh, I still try to bring that up. It's just like, if you masturbate and look at porn, you're gonna end up, you're gonna end up killing women and keeping them in your freezer to fuck them. First of all, don't you... I guess some guys... I'm not getting into the warm body type of situation. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. 
Never, never. That is that thought has never crossed my mind to do that uh, to any woman. Uh, I, we talked about uh, there's we talked about one guy who killed boys. Um, no, they didn't keep him in the freezer though. I didn't. Uh, didn't uh, not uh, Jeffrey Dahmer? I think he kept boys in the freezer. That was boys though. That was like different. What the fucking cop who was like. The kid, like, ran away from the cop, and Jeffrey Dahmer's like, uh, oh, let me take him back for you. The cop's like, okay. Just letting in Jeffrey kill the kid. Ah, uh, cops are, all cops are bastards. Ah, uh, and I bet, you know, I, I don't think Garth kills people for sex. I think Garth kills people for, uh, just pleasure, not sexual pleasure, just, just, he just, just a rush out of it. Um, anyway, though, back to masturbation. Uh, so, th- then there's the thing that, like, like, why would you masturbate when, uh, maybe, you masturbate because you can't pull bitches, uh, and I don't think that's a fact, uh, I think we need to masturbate because we need to nut, and women are not obligated to be our cum dumpsters, fellas, uh, women are not obligated to be that cum dumpster, uh, women are people, t- <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing today, <laughs> Oh my gosh, so deep. Hit the fucking button too. Uh, that's what, women aren't cum dumpsters, fellas. Uh, uh, and so yeah, that's the thing. You're like, oh, I wish I could get with a real girl. Uh, buddy, it's okay. You can't. Every nut can't be with a woman. Sometimes you, sometimes you gotta fly solo. You know. Uh, if if we can't, if we can't do that, fellas, we can't nut on our own time. Uh, you don't, you don't deserve, you don't deserve bitches. Okay. Bitches are for those who can, who understand they can make themselves nut. Uh, they can, they don't need, they don't need no one. So, uh, there's that. Porn is a whole different thing, because I don't think our minds are meant to see as much porn as we do. Um, anyways, though, I'm going on a quite a long rant about that. I hope that helped whoever asked this question. Um, how do I cope with the fact that I'm ugly? Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, I ain't at the very bottom, but still damn close, like probably a two or a three. <coughs> okay, I have no clue if you are a man, woman, they, them. Uh, so, here's the thing. You, you call yourself a two or a three, you know, like, to, to be a two or a three, there's a lot of factors about your appearance that are really out of your control. Even then, uh, if you're a guy, like, I feel like for guys, uh, if you're a guy, if you're a man asking this question, uh, I don't think women, women don't know much care about looks as much as men do. Uh, like, like women are like, if, uh, if women are going to be shallow, it's going to be on your height. Like, for real. If that's, that's where, if women are going to be shallow at all, it's going to be about their height. Usually, even not like weight as much as anything. Unless they're like a gym junkie, like a gym rat, you know, then they're going to be like, those, tend to stick, those few people stick together and stick together and not have fun at all. So, uh, their lives suck. Um, but, uh, I can't imagine you're an actual two or a three. Like, I consider myself a seven, uh, before I talk. If I'm just walking around. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, no, two to three, I'm going to say, I, I, I can't imagine you're that. So here's the advice I'm going to give you. Strive, strive to up the number a little bit. And you're thinking like, well, I can't change my face. Um, 
I mean, technically you can with money, if you have money. Uh, just remember, you're not ugly. Uh, you're just poor. Uh, that's the real thing. You're not ugly, you're just, you're just poor. Uh, just always remember that. That's a, that's a nice line. Uh, and I really like that. So, um, here, some advice I give you, uh, to up your number. Uh, I'll go if you're a fella first. Uh, a boy, a man. Well, no, you're not the boys. Uh, if you're a man, uh, a male, a non-female, as they say, um, one thing I would do, first of all, um, because confidence is a big thing if you're a guy, so uh, what would you need to do to help get yourself get confident? You need to lose some weight. Uh, I, I'm going to need to lose some weight because my shirt's getting tight and I do not feel comfortable. Uh, and so I want to feel more confident. I'm going to get, you know, I'm, I'm going to lose some weight. And that means I'm not going to drink for a while, which, why does drinking make you fat? Can someone figure that shit out? They're like, well, you can get, like, uh, you can drink low-calorie drink. I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to drink a fucking lot, okay? You wake up the next morning, you're fucking bloated, and your fucking cheeks are heavy, and you, your stomach is just sticking out. Okay, um, anyways, though, if you need to lose weight, yeah, lose weight, you know. Gonna, gonna diet. I, I do want to say... Diet's going to be a lot more than uh, working out. Uh, I always thought working out was going to be more important than a diet. No, the diet's way more important. So if you, you know, just get on a diet, you know, work that, work out that way, you know. Figure that shit out. Um, find some clothes, get some clothes you like. You know, if you get clothes you like that you actually do look good in. So there's like, you look good in them and you, you know, and uh, they look good on you. Like, you look good in them and they make you feel good. That can really help you out. It boosts your confidence a lot. Make you a little better. Uh, make your hair look cool. Be be cool as hell, buddy. Most barbers can do like modern haircuts. It's not not like, out of the question uh, for something like that as well. Or figure out you know get hair that works for you. Uh, work on that too. You know stuff like that. Uh so yeah, no, that's that's kind of my advice for a guy. You just kind of just got to get more confident. And when you when your confidence soars and you know you just work on yourself a little bit, you you're more attractive. You you're gonna be. At least a five, or six, or seven. And most women like to date down, so that's a good thing. That's my problem. I'm just too perfect. Uh, if you're a lady here and you're a woman asking this question, uh, my advice for you, um, this is going to sound very harsh. And so I want you all to shut the fuck up when I say this. Uh, if you're fat, you need to lose fucking weight. Because men, you, like, you know how, if you're a woman, you know how, like, if a guy's tall, it's more attractive to you? Well, if you're skinnier... Not like, I don't want you to fucking starve yourself. Don't do that shit. Like, even then, like, someone was like, oh, I'm skinny. And like, you see their rib cage. I'm like, I don't like, I just see girls, like, they suck in their, like, you know, their, like, the little bit of, like, body fat they have. Just, like, you can see their rib cage. I don't want to see your rib cage. That's not hot. That, it's just like, oh, she has a problem. And then you just start feeling bad for her. And, uh. That's rough, buddy. So we don't want to see your rib cage, ladies. Um, but, uh, you want to feel better, just lose some weight, you know? It's like. Don't be, don't be one of them fat bitches like, yeah, you're not everyone can lose weight. Yes, you can. I'm not saying you're going to get abs, but you can lose weight. Uh, everyone can lose weight. It's not like, it's not like special order or whatever. Um, so, so yeah, you know, that, that's, I like all my only advice from women are just like, lose weight. Stuff like that. Uh, learn fashion, you know, just learn the basics. A lot of people on YouTube will help you out with that. Uh, and stuff like that. But, that's my advice for those people. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
Number three, what is a good way of preventing and or getting rid of pimples? In absence of a dermatologist to visit, I'm just going to ask this gross question here. Uh, so I'm very self-conscious about the quality of my skin, and I often have pimples and bumps on my face, neck, and the worst ones seem to form on my shoulders. I'm not dirty or anything and wash my face regularly, yet it feels like there's always oil and pus in pores, and I don't know what to do. Uh, I don't know your age, so uh, first thing I'll say, if you're a teenager, I guess that shit's just going to fucking happen. It's annoying. Um... And there's going to be more. Uh, I still get acne, too. I just know how to take care of it. And I'll tell you my other secret in a bit. Uh, but why well, doesn't look like I have pimples all over my face? Um, but no, it, it, you know, like, it's a gross question. It's like, yeah, it's gross like we all shit. But like, like there's nothing I can do about the shitting. So it's going to happen. Like Pimples happen. Uh, and everyone knows it's going to happen. So uh, helping you prevent. Uh, I, have, I have to do a couple extra things just to make sure... Uh, my face is clear. Uh, I'm pretty bad at touching my own face. Uh, if you watch any video of me, you see me touch my own face. But I don't like other people touching my face. Uh, that really f cringes me out, you know. I don't, so I don't let people, let people touch my face. Um, that's one thing I do. Even, like, dogs. Like, dogs want to lick your face. I'm like, no, you're not licking my face. Uh, and I kind of wish it because it's, it's a better bonding experience with dogs. Um, I change pillowcases very frequently. Like, I try every night or every other night. Uh, I do try to change it. I just have a whole <coughs> shit ton of, uh, of, uh, pillowcases that I just, you know, keep in a, keep in a drawer. I just swap them out every night. It really helps it. Obviously, uh, washing your face, uh, you, you clearly need to do that. Um, there's, there's certain ingredients. Everyone's like, well, aren't all the same? Like, a lot of them are pretty similar to each other. You just have to look for, like, specific ingredient, like salicylic acid, or uh, I don't think retinol is another thing. Uh, salicylic acid is the one I think you want with your face, your face wash, because uh, it helps you. Like, you don't have to spend, like, $1,000. You could probably, like, go to fucking uh, drugstore and be like, no, oh, this is the cheap shit uh, you buy, as long as it has that ingredient. Because it's going to be the same, if it, the same ingredient in all the big shit, too. So that I like to wash my face in the shower is probably it's just so easy to do when you're in the shower get one of those pump type things doing the shower and stuff like that and uh yeah and i guess with your neck and body too i guess uh gotta wash that shit too um and uh oh and another thing get those uh they're called mighty patches so you get when you actually get a pimple you can just put it on there and uh, like overnight or whatever and then uh it, like, kind of sucks it out kind of thing. It's really cool. Maybe look at the more the actual signs behind it, but called my, the Mighty Patch. Uh, and then it sucks it out, and then it's, like, maybe just, like, a red spot on your face. And then after that, uh, what you got to do, get some concealer. That is the trick. And everyone's like, wearing makeup is gay. I'm like, shut the... No, it's not. Uh, wearing makeup, like, you know, like, contouring and shit like that, that could be gay. Uh, whatever, you're just like, uh, yeah, if you're just using, like, concealer to cover zits... That's, that's not gay. That's, that's, like, actual model. Male models do that shit. Uh, like, I, you know, I read, like, actual models, what they do, if they get a pimple, they pop it, you know, clean it and everything, make sure it's not bleeding and shit like that, and then cover it up with concealer. That's what they do, and that's, that's a life trick. I, I use concealer, so fellas, don't be, don't be too stingy about that, uh. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Don't be stingy about the concealer. It's great. Use concealer on zits. If you frequently get zits, like, try keep yourself clean and everything, but it's just going to make you feel a lot better for when you do get, like, a shit fucking pimple uh, that's just kind of just a red dot on your face. You can just put the concealer on, pop it on, go about your day, live your life, uh, be free, 
Young, wild, and free. That's what you can do. Is a skinny girl unattractive? I'm a Hispanic woman all my life. I've been hearing people say how bad looking is a thin body. I have a skinny shape, 1.70 and 50 kilograms. I have no clue what that, how many much you weigh. Uh, and I'm so insecure about it. I hate the idea of someone seeing me naked. I don't care if that someone likes me. I don't feel sexy at all. I'm not asking for advice. I just want to know which body type do you prefer and what you think about skinny bodies. So... Yeah, I did already mention this uh, previously, uh, but what I will say, though, is, like, are skinny girls unattractive? No. Uh, the type of skinny you have to be to be unattractive uh, is when it looks, like, unhealthy, when you're, like, uh, anorexic, bullying-making, and stuff like that. Like, your rib cage is showing, and it's just, like, so that kind of body, you know? That's the kind of body type that you're, like, do not, uh, you're, like... You just feel sad, and it's not fun, and it's rough for everyone. It's rough, buddy. And, uh, yeah, so don't, don't do that. Uh, overall, though, I think, you know, like, you know, like we say uh, for, like, you know, like I, I think I already mentioned, like, women, if they're going to go generally what women are into, they're like, I like a guy who's tall. Like, that's what women are into. Uh, for guys, it's going to be like, I like a girl who's skinny. So it's weird to me that you feel so, it's so, this, I mean, this is just a good sign for everyone out there who is just like, uh, who everyone, because everyone hates their own bodies, and then you hear other people's perspectives about your own body, and you're like, you know, it's not a problem for me. And you're like, uh, I'd probably look at this person and be like, yeah, you're pretty hot. I, I bang, you know. Uh, guys t- typically want like a smaller, like like smaller girl, not like when it's like a kid. No, no, that's not, I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. Uh, but when it's like, you know, when a woman's like smaller than him, it's usually what it. But I have been watching, I did watch the first episode of She Hulk, and I gotta say, maybe. Maybe bigger girls like that um, could be a new thing for me. We, we don't know. I don't know yet. That could be. I'm maybe unlock. There. I may be unlocking something in my brain. Maybe unlocking a new, a new thing. Or maybe uh, Tatiana Maslany is just hot. Maybe. Maybe that's all it is. Maybe it's just hot, no matter what size she is. Um, so yeah. No. Um, you know, as long as you're not. You know, as long as you don't look super unhealthy, men will find you hot. Don't worry. Men will, feel, men will feel really nice around you. Feel very, a lot more confident with you. So uh, just remember, we all hate our bodies. And so people probably don't, people are probably jealous of you. Uh, people, some, I bet there's some few fucking fat bitch out there. Like, fuck you, you skinny ass, white, skinny ass Hispanic woman. Uh, I was going to say white girl. Uh, but no, I can't say that. So anyways, huh? we're moving on. Why is every damn celebrity starting a makeup line? Are they even making enough money from it with so many? I mean, there are so many other makeup brands that girls continue to use, or at least I do, that are damn good and reliable. But every celebrity under the sun has a line now. Are people even buying it to make it worth making? I don't know anyone who is like, yeah, I bought Selena Gomez's foundation online. Yeah, that, I mean, no, I get, I get that way too. You know, like, I'll just, like, browse Instagram, you know, go on, like, that, uh, in the, the Doom Scroll page where it's just, like, anything that they're trying to tailor to you on the algorithm. It's, like, people make fan pages for, like, Dua Lipa, uh, Brie Larson. I do, I do look at a lot of the Brie Larson ones, but, uh, that's besides the point. And Selena Gomez, like, just, like, people make fan pages because they're obsessed with these people. Like, they don't know who you are. They don't give a fuck about you, dude. Uh, and stuff like that. But, like, 
the the celebrity worship, especially I know in the United States, maybe other countries have it at least a lot different. It's so it's so fucking weird how people do that. So, you know, we're thinking like we're moving into the idea that uh, influencers are the new celebrities, which is fucking weird. I fucking I can't stand influencers, but it's it's so different. So you know, uh, Cindy Sweeney's talking a lot about this how. Uh, she wouldn't be able to take six months off to herself. Like, she has to kind of keep working for a while, you know, and stuff like that. And people were like, oh, you're, you're a big famous celebrity, yada, yada, yada. Uh, which, uh, which is true. She probably does make a lot of money, but you also understand that uh, actors, they, you know, they're filming 12 hours a day, and then they get 12 hours off, and then another 12 hours of working. Long hours, it's, it's pretty rough, uh, and stuff like that. It's like, makes me not really want to get into acting that much, because you're just like sitting around, working hours, and, like, you you think about it, watch a show and watch one scene of a show and think about how many shots, like, they're only using one camera, and so they're doing this scene, like, seven, eight times over and over again, uh, just make sure they have all the shots they need for it, it's, it's brutal, so, and I get what, you know, I get what, uh, what's her name, uh, check with the big, Cindy Sweeney, check with the, I was like, check with the big boobs, uh, Cindy Sweeney, um, is is talking about there, but she's kind of becoming like an influencer on Instagram because people like worship her, so like that. And so it's kind of like that. I know specifically in music, what we would talk about is like you see like Travis Barker. You know, he's very successful. He's in uh, Blink One Eighty Two. He's been working with uh, MGK, Avril Lavigne, a bunch of other people. Uh, he still has like Barker Wellness. He has a bunch of other businesses too. It's not really uncommon to see other people doing businesses, even like them for someone who's. who's technically really successful in music uh it's not necessarily like always going to be the best financial thing for you so you're going to start a side business too uh and that's why you see a lot of celebrities they just have their own side business stuff like that um speaking of makeup i think makeup is an easier thing because it's you know a lot of times it's the same it's the same product from china being shipped in different packaging like if you look at, if you learn about what drop shipping shipping is uh yeah, and then you go on, like, Amazon, and you see, like, basically the same product, like, seven or eight versions of the same thing, but with, like, a different label on it. That's what dropshipping is, and so I think a, a lot of these makeup lines uh, are like that. Um, the only one I know, I know, Selena, and you mentioned Selena Gomez, I know she makes her, like, bottles for, like, people who are handicapped, so it's easy for them to open, and it's good. Rare, I think it's Rare Beauty, I believe, and it's, like, very good uh, products that she she very much is intentional with it, because you brought up Selena Gomez. Uh but yeah, uh, most of it's kind of like drop shipped goods, uh, most part. I mean, obviously I don't know every, how everyone's brands work and stuff like that. Some people do, do make sure to do real efforts. Like, yeah, we hand make all these or hand, uh, all my workers are from the United States. Uh, they're getting paid well to do all this. You know, everyone it's every product is different, but for the most part, it's a lot of drop shift stuff because, uh, drop shipping stuff is just like cheap stuff from China you get. Uh, then you mark it up to a normal price in the United States, and you get the profit margins in between there. Um, yeah, you see just a lot of... You can see a lot of musicians. Just look out there. Like, you see uh, Tom DeLonge has To The Stars. I don't want to Blink-182 and Selena Gomez I'm, and Cindy Sweeney I'm thinking about. But, yeah, that's something you got to think about. This. They're starting businesses to help them get more income uh, because, like, act, you know, acting and stuff like that, if it's, you know, cable TV is different because they have royalties from that. But, you know, like HBO, Netflix, stuff like that, it's... The pay, the pay is different. It's not like Hollywood isn't like it used to be. So uh, even though I do think they make probably a lot of money, a lot more money than uh, most people make and like will make in their entire lifetime. 
you kind of get it. They want to, well, you know, the more, you know, and sometimes these other products are really helping them. And them as the face of the product really helps sell it as well. So. Huh. Why are opioids used all the time if they're so addictive? Um, the reason why opioids are used all the time, coming from someone who's not a doctor, and couldn't really get into opioids either. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I tried. I tried, folks. I, I had them. It's not saying they're the worst. I'm saying you know, I had, they were okay. I couldn't get addicted to them. Uh, I was also not in pain either, so... Uh, Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. So, yeah, um... The reason why is because they work. So, if you go, I mean, like, if you, like, injure yourself pretty bad, uh, in the healing process, it's still gonna fucking hurt. So, uh, the idea of the, uh, these are, if, uh, if you, if you're hurt and you have to use, like, a painkiller, this just will help you out while you are recovering from this. Uh, one of the big things is, uh, why they're so addictive. It, mainly what I'll say is the reason why, uh, we keep using opioids because they work, and that's the problem. So it's just a funny thing. My dad, when he was when he was alive, he had a hernia surgery, and uh, he uh, basically they gave him you know they gave him the painkillers, uh, and he had one, and he just felt really loopy apparently, <laughs> just out of nowhere. And so uh, then like so he went to the so he called his doctor, and he was like, hey. Uh, I don't really like these painkillers, so I have to take them. Like, well, you can take regular Advil if you want to. Yeah, like, they're not forcing. The thing, the problem, the real problem really comes to, uh, you know, big pharma, obviously. Uh, big pharma is a pretty big problem, especially in the United States. Uh, but, and then doctors are kind of just keep re-prescribing them kind of thing. Dr. Phil said, <laughs> surprisingly, Dr. Phil had the best commentary on this on the Joe Rogan experience. Surprisingly enough, that, that, that's, this is the sentence I'm going with, uh, where he said that, um, it's like, yeah, well, like, yeah, if you're, if you got into an injury, uh, you should, you should take one. You should take a painkiller. That's going to help you feel a lot better. That's what you need to take. Uh, the problem is, but doctors keep prescribing people this and they give them too much, stuff like that. And the idea of what you need to be using the painkillers for is when you're feeling a lot of pain, from like a specific type of injury or surgery or whatever, uh, you need to take. That's that's the time you take it. You take it when you're desperate. You don't just take it because I'm like, mm, feeling a little. Eh. All right, take another one. You know, and then people are just like, I can't function without this. And they're not. It, you know, it's like don't be a drunk if you're not gonna be fun. Don't don't get high if you're not gonna be a fun guy. If you're gonna be like angry and shit like that, this is not this is not benefiting your life. Like being nice and having fun, it's, it's great. I, I heard. A story today of of a guy, he, I guess his girlfriend of like two years or whatever, was going out drinking with her friends, and she drunk texts him and then calls him and was like, I love you so much, man, you know, and stuff like that. It's like, it's like very nice. That's what you, that's how you're supposed to be when you drink. That's not what you're not supposed to be the other way around. One album with 16 songs or two albums with eight songs each. Really just need some help. I'm working on a new album, basically. There's going to be a total of 16 songs. I'm trying to build my fan base, so I'm going to be focused on releasing more singles within both these albums. The concepts are similar to each other slash complement each other, but I'm just not sure what to do since I'm relatively new slash starting my music career. One whole album with 16 songs or two albums with eight songs each. So, okay, uh... I mean, I'm. Everyone's gonna tell you something different in music, but I can give you, um, 
I could give you some advice on my end, kind of what I think. Things I just kind of know are bullshit because people, you'll be people like, all right, two months before you release a single, you got to start promoting it then. But like, no one's going to give a shit. You're like, oh, two months away? Okay, whatever, fuck. Whatever. I think with the single, you start with the single like one month, or not one month, even then, I think one month's too much. Like one week away, releasing it, it's like, hey, a new song coming out next Friday. And then, you know, like, in the following week, just do, like, simple marketing for that. Then, once the song is out, that's when I would do more marketing and stuff like that when you release a single. Now, you're thinking about either sixteen, uh, one album with 16 or two albums with eight songs. Now, um, if you already have the songs written, I would say uh, do the album. However, if you don't have them finished, just do an eight-song EP or whatever. And then in six months or a year, release the other one. Some people say, like, release an EP every year and stuff like that. Albums are dead. Release an EP every single year. Um, not necessarily. Uh, I would say uh, with the situation that you have yourself in, um, you should go ahead and start releasing singles. Like, uh, I don't know, someone said, like, every eight weeks, release a new song. Uh Every yeah, every six uh, six to eight weeks, you release a new song and stuff like that, and just keep going with that, and then you can kind of keep going with that until you release your album. That's my advice. I do it, but everyone's gonna tell me something different. Like all, I mean, like marketing is so much different because I'm more on the, I'm really more of a on the creative side of things. I'm not necessarily the smartest person on uh, the marketing side of it. So everyone's gonna tell you something different. But you know, if you're you're new to this, one thing I, I will tell you, uh, being like. Uh, trying to market, uh, I I just think, you know, trying to do a shit ton of marketing before the song comes out, I mean, like, obviously prepare for it, like, so, like, if you're going to do an interview with someone, uh, you could do it, like, uh, two, uh, three or two weeks, like, beforehand or whatever, uh, like, that's not a big deal, and be like, yeah, I wanted to, at least can I have this come out, like, after the song is released, I would say do a ton of shit after the song is actually out to promote it, instead of trying to promote a song that's not even out yet, so, uh, that, that's, I mean, that's my advice for whatever. Um, I would say, yeah, release 16 songs together, but I would say make sure a lot of those were already released as singles before you even get out to, uh, get the album out. So that's my advice to you. Hopefully, uh, everything works out with your career in music. Uh, hopefully, um, uh, hopefully you don't play yourself. Congratulations. You played yourself. And with all that being said, we're ending today's episode of Cancel Sweezy. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. Uh, thank you for checking everything out. You clicked on my dumb fucking face and you made it to the end. Uh, make sure that you follow me on social media at the Shweezy, my music under Shweezy, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Connect your Amazon Prime account to give yourself a Twitch Prime. Uh, always go check out our Patreon page where you can go ahead uh, and basically be a good friend to me and leave us a tip and help us financially on what we do. Uh, make sure you do all the free shit. I know we have a lot of audio listeners out there. Make sure you go check out our YouTube page. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a comment. Uh, like our show and share the highlights with your friends and family and your loved ones. Uh, but you can also, if you're on the audio platform, leave a review and give us a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 star rating. So uh, stay awesome. Uh, we're going to do other things. I don't know I have to end this the correct way. Honk if you love butt drugs. Stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. 
I must be out or I'd pick up the phone Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home You just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, If you like that episode, make sure you subscribe, whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, Honk if you love butt drugs and uh, yeah, stay awesome.